0: I felt like I would rather just do stand-up with those ideas. But I had this uh, material that was about kind of dating and romance, and I'd met a few academics. One person in particular, Sherry Turkle, I met. She does a lot of stuff about uh, just communication and technology, so she came to a show in L.A., and then the next day we spent a lot of time together talking about uh, the show and, and how her research kind of related to some of the things I was talking about just how texting had changed so many things about courtship. And that kind of dialogue, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. The, my kind of viewpoint from, from my perspective as a comedian, meeting the viewpoint of these academics and sociologists, that to me seemed like, oh, if I could write a book that captured that tone, it would be very interesting. And I, I was genuinely curious about a lot of this stuff.
1: I felt like I knew a fair amount about this topic. We've written about it some. But um, I feel like by going really deep into a relatively narrow topic, you came up with stuff that was just, even if you know a little bit of the literature, it was really interesting. The this, this stuff about how so many people, you know, 50 or 100 years ago basically used to marry our neighbors. There's that one graph you have that shows, like, proximity of, um, you know, mate. Yeah, are you referring to the propinquity studies? <laughs> I believe I am preferring to the propinquity. Well, isn't propinquity density? This is proximity study.
0: Uh, well, that was a real kind of uh, um, shocker to me. Just, just the idea that, like, oh, this is the basic concept of like trying to find someone has changed. You know, uh, that that study uh, is from from the '30s in Philadelphia, and it it was like, yeah, one out of twelve people married someone in the same building. Eighty-something uh, percent, it was the same city. Um, one out of three, it was like within a 5 block radius. Um, and it was really startling and and you just think about it now it's like no one marries someone from the same city you like meet people throughout your whole life like that are from different parts of the world and you go to college and and that change was something that was was actually a bigger change than the technology or anything just just this just overall change in uh what what used to be called the, uh, the companion marriage to the soulmate marriage. You know, the companion marriage is pretty close to an arranged marriage. And whenever I tell people my parents had arranged marriage, like, wow, that sounds crazy. It's like, well, if you look at the, the history in the United States, even like back in the day, like it, it, you know, someone was like, well, this, you know, this guy that lives near me, he's nice and seems like he could provide for me and uh, you know, a lot of the women we spoke to in retirement homes—the the way they spoke about their lives—they're like, "Well, what was I going to do? You know, I—I I was living with my parents. I couldn't go to school. I couldn't have my own career. I could just get married to this dude, and then I could just go on my life and finally become an adult." To me, the craziest statistic in the book—the craziest one that blows my mind the most—is in 1967, there was a study they did where they found 76 percent. Of women said they would marry someone that they are not romantically in love with, and you know now like just just the idea that like now we have all these options with what to do with our lives, and our goal of of who we want to find is not like, oh, a decent person to settle down with and start a family with it's no we're trying to find the love of our lives we're trying to find this amazing elusive thing that just wasn't a thing people had the luxury to look for, yeah so.
1: I have to say that in the end, um, you personally sound like a bit more of a traditionalist than a lot of 32-year-olds. And so I guess I want to know, do you think you are? And if so, or I guess even if not, do you think that was influenced by your own family, especially since you said your parents were the result of an arranged marriage?
0: I am an interesting generation because I'm 32. So I have one foot in the world of this post-internet world. But I still remember a time where I didn't have a computer and when I made phone calls and when I was young and had a crush on a girl, I would have to use a phone. So I still kind of remember some of these things. I still remember a world before text messages and all these things. I do think there is a chunk of, of my generation that does romanticize the past and I'm part of that, I think. You know, I, I, when I go to a bar and I see people all on, their, all on their phones and I'm on my phone, I get bummed out and I'm like, ah, oh, we wouldn't be doing this. But then it's also like, yeah. But would I even have met up with all these people if I couldn't text them to tell them where to meet up? You know, part of the impetus to write this book was just this frustration of like so many relationships kind of playing out on my phone without even get to without even getting to spend time with people in real life and actually have an experience. It was really frustrating, Um, and that kind of makes you kind of uh, long for.